Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Before we start, this talk show is presented by Big Water Cabins. Big Water Cabins are located in Pillager, Minnesota, located just southeast of Brainerd, about 14 miles. No matter the season, the location of this home will always provide entertainment. Close to Brainerd, Nisswa, Gull Lake, Maddens, Craggins, Cuyuna State Park, Mount Skigull, Brainerd International Racetrack, and much, much more. The property lets you take advantage of many activities in the area, including fishing, skiing, biking, hiking, shopping, golfing, snowmobiling, and once again, much, much more. There are five total cabins sitting on four and a half acres. Only two are open until May. That means just two of the cabins being open in the wintertime. The main cabin can easily sleep 10. Cabin number two is one bedroom, queen, one bath, and has a full kitchen and living room. The saloon will be open for, the, for use during the winter months. In the saloon, there is a bar equipped with a mini fridge, pizza oven, dartboard, poker table, other games, and a smart TV. During summer months, all of the cabins are open and the property can sleep up to 20. High-speed internet, Wi-Fi, or high-speed Wi-Fi, sorry, sauna, smart TVs, dartboard, poker table, gas grill, and washer and dryer all available. The property offers privacy and fun. There's so much to do and we love hosting all groups. Whether you're looking for a family reunion, friends getaway trip, team retreat, or work party, all are welcome at Big Water Cabins. Visit airbnb.com backslash h backslash big water cabins for winter bookings and for summer, spring, fall bookings, visit airbnb.com backslash h backslash big water getaway. Let's get into the show. Well, if they freed me from this prison, if their railroad train was mine. You can bet I'd move it over a little farther down the line Far from Folsom Prison That's where I'd want to stay And I'd let that lonesome whistle Blow my blues Alright, this is this is your first podcast, right? I am, this you've, is. You've probably done some other interviews and whatnot, theory. but yeah, popping oh. your popular podcast, Jerry. There it is. There we go. Do, do people swear on this? You can say whatever you want. I, don't I mean care. I won't I won't be potty mouth, but I just you know, in case Not I drop on shit or something. Yeah, it doesn't matter. All right. You can say whatever you want on the Bauer Hour. We're pretty open minded <laughs> here. Welcome back to your favorite Monday morning podcast. Today we have a very special guest with us. M-I-L-B, right now, pitcher, Brody Radding. Glad to be here. <sighs> Sorry if I cough a couple times. I do have a little bit of a cold. Just don't get me sick. Yeah, that's you stay back. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I, I just got <laughs> over a cold a couple weeks ago, so we're chilling. It's kind of that season. Yeah, it is. It's uh, getting chilly out, you know. So what's up, Brody? You drive, did you drive up here from Gaylord today? I did. I took the old trek up 212 uh, towards Gaylord. Um Got a little workout in after this, so you know, just perfect stop on the way. Gaylord legend. Wow. What's going on in Gaylord right now? Uh, farming season. A lot of tractors and combines and semis going around. Uh, it's starting to wind down, but yeah, farming season. Are you farming still? 
We are currently done with harvest, but we're uh, doing all the tilling and everything. So You personally, though, like you're working on the farm still? Uh, I think I'm done now, but I was out there. Brian will probably that. listen to this. So he'll, well, he'll, he'll, he'll get on you. I say know. yes. He's, he's not very not. technologically uh, savvy, <laughs> so he's not going to get this probably unless I show him. Yeah. But uh, not. I was out. I was out last night. Uh, but that's probably it for me. I did most of the picking because, you know, thank you, McCoy. He left for a hunting trip and then work trip, uh, right as harvest season started. So we didn't get much help from him. <laughs> So yeah, one employee down. What a debt! How do you replace that? You know what? We uh, a little unfortunate lost him. Then uh, old grandpa, he had to get the old uh, hip replaced, so we lost him. <laughs> and then uh, we had to recruit in the family. I went and got my cousin. Oh nice. Uh, yeah, mom's side of the family. He's over at uh, the old you know Horns Up Mankato State. There we so go. He's going to college right now and worked out perfect with the class schedule. He would come out and uh, sit in the grain cart and help out much needed. Nice. Well, that's how that's how we know each other, obviously, is Mankato. Yep. You're, just, you're, you're a small-town farming boy now, now playing in kind of a big, entertaining world, the world of baseball. It's wild. Yeah. Have you been watching any of the playoffs? Yeah, I have, actually. I, was, uh, I went to uh, Mankato a couple of days ago, I think it was. Two days ago, when the Phillies were playing the Padres, went out to eat with my cousin and a couple friends, and yeah, that's it's it's exciting. Well, playoff balls, is, it's exciting. October is the best time for sports. Oh no question. You Football, got, uh, hockey, starting. hockey starting. Uh, yeah, the baseball. It's the playoff for baseball. I mean NBA. No offense, I'm not a huge NBA fan, but I I you watch play it. basketball. I love basketball. Yeah, you jump out of the gym. Uh, well, you know, ETS gets me that way. Shout out ETS, <laughs> no free shout outs. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was copyrighted, but that was busting with the boys we were talking about earlier. Oh you know? uh, yeah. They do the no free shout out segment. That's what it's called. Yeah. You know, okay. Anyways. No free shout outs. I always say that when I like plug something. Really? Or, like if I accidentally like plug something, I'll say, Oh, no free ads. There we go. Yeah. So that you're kind of doing your own thing. Right. Kind of. You're not yeah. you're not stealing it. Yeah. No. no. I've probably heard it somewhere before, like subconsciously. Yeah. Yeah. Well speaking speaking of the uh, the wild, what do you what do you got on the old uh, start to the wild season? What I went three? to the first game, pretty brutal. They lost seven to three. Two. Flurries a sieve. 20 goals in three games. Yeah, that's brutal. But he's old, and it's the start of a season. Yep. I don't know. I'm not going to obviously give up on him yet. But Definitely not. Definitely not. There's 79 games left? Yeah, it's a lot of hockey. What is that? 79 times 2. Math was, come on. Wait, 79 times 2? What that's are you talking about? possible points. If you won all 79 games, Oh, yeah, yeah, points. yeah. Uh, 158. 58, yeah. I got you. Nice. That's good. Yeah, I know. I found Math 98, I remember. <laughs> it's weird that you're a bigger hockey fan than you are a basketball fan. Yeah, it is weird. played basketball. Yeah, well, so it, it kind of changed after college. I never played hockey growing up at all. It was all basketball, blood, bleeding basketball. Um, but after college, you know, basketball was done. Started skating a little bit, watching uh, hockey, playing shell. Helped out a lot. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just started loving it. I love, I love skating. And then I just love the sport. I think, like, it's it's one of the best leagues in the world. Like, NHL's got to be the best professional league in the world. It's pretty nuts, dude. Those guys they are... They fight. Dude, you got you to gotta be another breed if you want oh, to be in the NHL. Them guys, their agility, it's crazy. People don't it's, understand unless you go to a game or once you strap on skates, you know, how humbling it is and how fast those guys are on skates, right? It's insane, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's awesome. 
I will say though, well, I shouldn't say that. Because I was going to compare it to making it to the NHL compared to like other sports. Like, is it more difficult, less difficult, or is it just comparable because the sample size is probably smaller? It's a good question. There's less hockey players out there. There are. And then you got to go, there's less uh, rounds for the draft, right? Right. Seven rounds. Seven rounds. And it's the year that you're born. Yep, exactly. So, and then you can draft a guy and have him go to college. Is that how it works? Yeah, so you draft them when they're 18, and mm-hmm. then they can go to college, or they can go to juniors, or, or NHL whatever. if they're that good, right? Right, okay. or the dub, or the A. The dub. Yeah. Yeah, I don't it's know. A weird, it's a weird, weird <clears throat> world. I mean, I'll tell you what, from the personal experience, I mean, it's a grind in the MLB, or in the MILB, that's for sure. Like, the minor leagues of baseball. And you were drafted in what, the 12th round? 13th. 13th. Yeah. What overall? Do you remember? 300 and... Putting me on this, three hundred. I want to say three sixty eight, three sixty six. I could be, I could be wrong, but it's around there. You remember any of the people that were drafted before you? Nope. You weren't watching the draft, being like, "I'm better than that sucker." No, I was. Uh, truthfully, I was kind of pissed because I was told that I was going to get a call on the second day. You know, I think that's dra- the rounds three through ten. Three through ten, yeah. Yeah, so I was told I was, you know, be ready for those days, and I never got a call, and I was like, "Well, fuck!" I'm like, "Am I ever going to get you?" Like, this sucks. So. Third day comes around and I'm doing laundry upstairs and I'm pissed, you know. I'm th- All of a sudden I get a call and they're like, "Hey, it's the Blue Jays." They're like, uh, it was the scout that had been keeping in contact with me. He goes, "Hey, you know, with this uh, with this amount of work for school and this and that." And I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." So all of a sudden, my dad was downstairs, and it came across the wire, and he was like, wait, what the heck? And yeah, so it was pretty exciting. But yeah, it was I I was kind of pissed to be honest with you. But thirteenth round, I'm. Uh, now that I know about it, I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm humbled about it. Did you have, like, a number in mind that you wanted? God, well, me and my dad had no idea what the hell was going on. I should have had an advisor slash agent. He thinks he was the agent, but he has no idea either. We were putting, like, <laughs> 300000 out there, you know. Oh, like, and that can this. actually ruin. It can. Your, it can ruin, cause you think ruin you your slot if you ask for too much. Exactly. They'd be like, oh, we're not... 200 like well, yeah who's this d2 chump from gaylord minnesota like mankato state asking for a million bucks <laughs> 1.5 i'm going back otherwise you gotta start high yeah but no i i really don't even know I, there really wasn't much negotiating going on like like when they asked who my agent was i said well i don't have one my dad and i are figuring it out and there was really never negotiations with any team. So my da- and I know my dad didn't get any call about anyone. So, uh, yeah, there I got the call, and there, like I said, no negotiations. I was like, yeah, let's do that. That's wild. Yeah. Did you, you didn't have any agents, like, contacting you before? Mm-hmm. There was a guy out from uh, Eau Claire that I met um, playing summer ball out there. And uh, I just, I don't know, I just didn't think, you know, I know that they took a, they take some of your signing bonus, which, isn't that big of a deal, but like ten percent. It's like four, five percent. Okay. So it's not a whole lot, but like for guys that sign for a lot, you know, yeah, that could huge. be that could be a lot. But I don't know. I just I didn't really know anything about it. Um, from what I heard, is that you could get in trouble if you had a agent at the time, right? There, you couldn't oh, like do during, that during right? college. Yeah, because like now college kids can get paid for their I know, for themselves. How sweet is that? So, I mean, how much money would you have made? You think you would have made a lot of money, Mitch? No, me either. I think I would have still had. <laughs> I, you probably would have gotten some local sponsors, being like how big you were around well, the city of Mankato, like Casey, like you and like Roach. Case? Yeah, I mean, it would have been case something. Age, farmers, dude. There's some kids in college making like millions. Did you see the who's the quarterback for Ohio State? Stroud, Stroud, 
I think his name is. He he bought everybody a five hundred dollar Express gift card to go get a suit for their game for their first game. That's wild. How many guys are on a team? What is that? Like sixty on a roster? Sixty five? Yeah. I'm not gonna do the math, but that's a lot of money he just dropped. What is that? Three thousand? Yeah, get it out. Sixty times. How let's much go, did you let's say? Five hundred. It was five hundred dollars. Let's yeah. Let's go sixty. Travel. Thirty thousand. Sorry, I, I forgot a zero. Still, what is that to a million dollars? What he's making? You know, there's not a lot. No, it's unbelievable. Chump change. Yeah. So did you blow all your money already? Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. No, I'm just. <laughs> Thankfully, I had pops helping me out. I put a lot of that away, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's good. So we got it. We got it accumulating right now. Nice, that's good. It's not yeah, touching it, so got it invested in stocks and bonds. Yeah, and you know that stuff. You're a grown up now. You got <laughs> kids and house. Yeah, I, I don't know about it, but I know about it. You know, I don't know the. I don't know how it really works. I just, you know. Yeah, yeah. I feel know that. that other people do it, so yeah. I do it. There you go. Just part of society. Yeah. Yeah. Doing just your like part. Like a chicken with my head cut off. Yep. Just sheep. <laughs> join the join the herd. So you've been playing how long? Now? This is my sixth year. Well, this would have been my sixth year. Um, sixth year? That's yeah. crazy. That's what I say. That's so wild. And it, so when I started, the contract is, you had seven years with the Blue Jays. And I'm like, holy shit, that's so long. And now I'm here and I'm like, this next year coming up is my last year on the it's Blue Jays contract. It's your contract year. It's my contract year. Got to... Got to go out and show out. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Absolutely. And last year, obviously, was a tough year for you. Mm-hmm. You got hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. No, so, yep, as you, like you said, I had Tommy John, uh, March 30th, uh, coming up on seven months post-op here uh, next week, I think. But anyways, yeah, so I was, uh, I, I don't really know, you know, how it happened. It's just wear and tear, maybe. It, We'll re- rewind a little bit. The year before, when you throw a hundred miles an hour, well, I don't throw a hundred. <laughs> out of here, maybe in a video game. No, I'm not even on MLB the show. That's that's that sucks. But uh, the year prior, I had thrown the most I had thrown in my whole life. Uh, I went a whole year um, playing Double A, really no injuries, maybe a couple for you know two three weeks. But I threw the whole year, and then I went out to the Arizona Fall League um, in Scottsdale. And Which can, for people who don't know what the Arizona Fall right. League is, it's a pretty exclusive crew. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> so, sorry. So yeah, a lot each, of big leaguers play in the Arizona correct, Fall League. Correct. So there is a lot of guys that are in the major leagues. I would say a majority of majority of them, like ninety percent of them, played in the Arizona Fall League. It's kind of like a stepping stone before the big leagues. Um, for instance, uh, I think I had five to seven guys on my team that I played on last year. They debuted already this year. Um, in the league that just on the in the league last year, cripes, there's like 25 guys. Um, you know, I'm going against. I, I was pitching against Bryson Stott, he's starting starting shortstop for the Phillies in the uh, ALCS right now. Yeah, that's so wild. He's starting shortstop the whole year. Yeah, I was playing against him. Um, Julio Rodriguez. Um, you know, there's just so, the list goes on and on. So yeah, it's just it's a it's a prestigious league. Um, you know, each MOB team sends about five or six guys that they select to go represent their team. And, um, you know, I think we had like five organizations on our team. Then we make up uh, a single team and we play. And it's, yeah, a lot of prospects, great baseball. Um, you learn a lot, no, no question. I, I definitely learned a lot. But it was a good experience and definitely made me hungry for sure. So Yeah, I, I came out and watched you. Game, but you didn't pitch. That was, that was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I saw you guys. I, mean, I, think, I think you pitched the night 
before it was and the night, and after. The night after literally yeah. you guys are you went to the one game and it was <laughs> I, I you just sandwiched you it was but terrible. that's all right we got a cool picture out of it we did i still got it on my phone i was actually looking at it a couple days ago not gonna lie maybe i'll have to throw that one up when i post there the, we uh, go podcast there we go i had shorter <laughs> hair back then yeah Much now we got the nice flow yeah it's gonna get cut here pretty quick probably really not like it looks full, good not fully cut but trimmed Groomed. It's yeah, a well, little, you're not like balding yet. No, you're but, not at that stage of your life. So I don't know. I think rock it while you got I know. it. It's thick though. It gets thick on the That's top. Good. I know, but like that kind of gets poofy. You know what I'm saying? The top gets poofy. Yeah. So and it's I, probably a lot of maintenance. Oh, you got to throw that conditioner in there. That's uh, what is it? I got this like uh, curling conditioning cream. It smells like coconut. It smells fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, every shower you gotta throw something in your hair. Otherwise, it looks like a freaking horse mane if you don't. <laughs> so I kind of interrupted you when you were talking about the fall league, um, but you were talking about your injury, and you were yeah. just at the fall league. Sorry, yeah. So the fall league. So like I said, it was the most I'd ever thrown in my life, and I, I, usually my season gets done right around September, and I take about a month off or a couple weeks. But until then, I was throwing through November. Um, I think the last week of that season was like a week before Thanksgiving. So um, that was a lot of throwing for me, and I don't know if it was just the wear and tear, but uh, I was down in spring training, and uh, I threw like four or five bullpens. Um, wasn't really sure how it was going to go, and then uh, ended up showing up one day, and I got tossed into a live BP, and I went into this live BP, you know, warming up with like four guys, four other pitchers. Um, all of a sudden, they were, three of them went off this way, and we were, I was following them. We were going to go throw a live BP, and they're like, hey, no, Rodney, this side. And I look over, and it was the big league set, and I was like, oh, shit. But I was like, let's go. So I got out there, and I ended up striking all three guys out. I did great, but my arm killed right after. Like, it was so locked up. Um, forearm was tight, and, you know, long story short, I ended up getting an MRI, and it was tore. So went down to Dallas, Texas, to Dr. Keith Meister. Shout out Dr. Keith Meister. He's the man. He is one of the best at Tommy John surgeries. Um, so he went down there, got it fixed up and yeah, I've been grinding ever since. Just like I said, I'm hungry. Um, but it's a grind. I mean, that, uh, that Tommy John is have. a grind. Oh man. But it's so important to like stay on top of it. Yeah, it is. I'm already finding out, you know, uh, if you don't stay up on top of that, uh, your shoulder maintenance, like your, whatever it is, man, you can, you're going to get sore. I mean, there's certain muscles in your, in your shoulder and in your arm that you have to throw in order to strengthen. You can only do so much, you know, rehab. So there's going to be a little bumps along the way, and I'm already seeing a little soreness, but um, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm doing physical therapy with a really good guy, and I'm in a good spot. So, yeah, I'm excited. Are you throwing? Yeah. I'm, uh, I think this is my sixth week throwing. I could be wrong on that, but, yeah, I'm, I'm throwing. I'm so going to like, like 70, 60 feet. 75 feet. 75 yeah, feet. Yeah, this is my first week of 75 feet, and that's probably why I'm a little sore, too, you know, go, getting a little more uh, more volume, more distance as well. So Is it pretty light, too? Like you're obviously not. Um, I got a gun on me the whole time. It's I'm anywhere from like 62 to 69 miles an hour. Okay, got and that's where 70. they want you to stay. That's yeah, that's the range that I'm supposed to be at. Gosh, it's crazy how analytical baseball is. They got it. I mean, like you have a gun on you every single time. Every you're throw, every throw, and, and that's well, the Blue Jays want that. They right? do, they do, yeah. and it, it is good to monitor as well because they somehow you know I don't know what they do, but this is my guess. You know, I'm assuming that they take they know my velocity right, the, what I throw at. So they calculate it down 
to this is what we want your velocity like a certain to be percentage, exactly, right? yeah. exactly. Because it's hard to get, you know, probably, you know, you through. It's hard to gauge what percentage you're at, right? You're like, right. Well, I'm at eighty percent, but you're freaking grunting and letting it rip, yeah. right? Yeah. But and you say you're at eighty percent, you're throwing, you're, you're maxing out. You're like, that's eighty percent. Yeah, I got three more in there. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's yeah, it's but it's I don't know, it's crazy. Uh, I'm already seeing some of those bumps, like I said, but I've also seen the progress, like how well my elbows feeling um and just yeah like the soreness isn't even my elbow it's my it's my shoulder so i'm very optimistic you know those are it's a good soreness so elbows holding up and yeah i'm, I'm optimistic about the whole thing for sure yeah that's kind of where you're supposed to be sore is your shoulder exactly because you got to build up the muscle in your shoulders so decelerators that, they call those yeah, bitch. exactly i partially tore my ucl before my senior year and uh, so I was Did in you really? shoulder rehab. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I left summer ball early. Man, did uh, we play together your senior year still? Yep. How did I not know that? I don't know because you didn't pay attention. Must not have. You were worried that, about Brody, yeah, not Mitch. That's how it goes. <laughs> Young Brody. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, none of us threw in the fall, anyways. Mm-mm. Like which Roach, was awesome. Which was yeah, the best. So it was, it was just well, mainly rehabbing, and it was the best thing I ever did. Did all that rehab, rehab, all that shoulder rehab. Because how oh strong God. was your shoulder after? So much stronger. Yeah. That was my best year. The best year. Yeah. No question. Yeah, because you didn't you didn't sit out for any injuries, no nothing. You were a horse. So I mean that could very yeah. much so be the same for, for you. Sure. you know? I mean, if you're taking it serious, like you can come back way stronger. No question. No question. There's there's stories of guys doing that all the time. Like most of the guys come back a lot stronger because of the rehab that they're doing, right? Um, so I'm very optimistic and I look at it now, right? I'm on seven months coming up. Um, surgery is March 30th. So my goal is to come back in a year. It's 12 to 14 month process. My goal is to come back in a year and that would be March 30th, right at the end of spring training. So I think yeah. about this. I still got basically five months of rehab and throwing and still strengthening all this stuff up. So, and I'm, I feel like I'm at a really good spot right now. So just knowing that, you know, it's definitely, uh, I got the optimism up for sure. And I'm, I'm ready to go. And, and what was your uh, max velocity before you tore your elbow? I got up to 97.8, not 97. 98. Is that, a, is that a crow hop or is that off a bump? That was off the bump against the uh, Somerset Patriots. That's, wow. That's the Yankees minor leagues. 97.8. Did that pop up on the radar gun? 97. Popped up at 98 on the board, and I was like, really? well, it was crazy. So um, before the before that game, I would sit anywhere from 93 to 95, 96. Are those guns hot? Some are. Some, some are. are. But ours is right on, right? I was going to say, if it's .8, I mean, that seems it's pretty right, legit. It's right on. Like, yeah. it, it, so the where I get the original and the exact data on my velocity, it's called TrackMan. Um, or... Uh, track hawk it's kind of what the military uses it for like i don't know it's just it's so particular and it it's very precise um so yeah anyways i was i was throwing anywhere from 93 to 95 uh, a couple games before that um and then also in that game just out of nowhere like i was looking on the board it was like 94 i was like oh i'm feeling good today and all of a sudden 95 i was like geez and then 96 97 and i was looking down in the bullpen at my boys and they were like giving the fist pump like this and then all of a sudden i threw one more at 98 and i was like okay what well, i gotta see the track man and see if this is a jitter if the gun is hot sure sure enough came back after the game and it was 97 8 and i was like i 
it was yeah I'd never thrown that hard in my life ever I would have never imagined being that hard you got pretty close though I mean, you got, didn't you get up to 94, 95? 94 yeah, and a half at US Bank. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, like, consistently, though, like, I, that whole inning, I was, um, my average velocity was 96 and a half. I That's never, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Just Something just about, sparked in you. Something in your I don't brain. know what it was. And it was, like, it was like that for about two weeks. It was, yeah. I was sitting that velocity. And then uh, it went back down. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Neither do I. Yeah. I was, <laughs> something probably video. something probably clicked in your brain. I don't know. Stop it's, being it's, a little wuss, you know. Yeah, velocity's a weird thing. Roach is throwing pretty hard now, apparently too. Yeah, they, yeah he's doing well. I think he's up to ninety three, ninety four. You know what? So we, I don't know what he's at. If he, that would be phenomenal for him because that's all he needs is some velocity, right? And uh, I, I don't know what he's at. I'd have to take a look. I got this thing called Blue Seam, um, and it, get, it allows me to look at any pitcher in the. My major leagues, minor leagues, um, and I can. It, it's crazy. You can break it down into categories. If you want to watch a O2 slider, you want to watch a OO fastball. You want to watch, you know, down in the count pitches. You want to watch fastballs at this velocity and up. Like to watch mechanics and stuff. I can watch any pitcher in the league. I can look up Justin Verlander right now and watch his mechanics and watch everything, or I could watch Dalton pitch. So sometimes I go onto my blue seam and I'm like, oh, how, you know, how, how are they doing? Or like Rosick, or how are these guys doing? And I'll look up on my blue seam and I'll see his velocities and stuff and, and the pitches and stuff. So it's really cool. And I know that he was throwing harder. I, I remember watching that, so I'm happy for him. Yeah, and for those who don't know, Dalton's another guy we played with at Mankato that got – he got signed, right? He didn't get, uh, he didn't get drafted? Yeah, he got signed because he got drafted by the Houston Astros, went through his uh, physical and before they signed him. Um, and the physical showed something in his elbow that was goofy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they decided not to sign him, which is, you know, very unfortunate. What a roller coaster of emotions for him, right? Hey, you were getting drafted. Like, this is awesome. And then, oh, no, never mind. But, you know, to him, working his butt off and getting back into it and getting signed by the, the Cardinals. So, yeah, you know, I'm happy for him. But, yeah, it was, it was signed. I don't think it was drafted. Yeah. I could be wrong. Roach, sorry if we're wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's signed. <laughs> if you're listening, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's signed. You and Roach are often brought up in the same conversation, aren't you? Yeah. Well, yeah. we were roommates well, you, all around college. And you guys came in together. Came in together. And you guys summer ball dominated together. together. <laughs> like, for yeah, real. We did. You guys we did. were quite we were the, the one-two punch. Yeah. Yeah. Lived together. We lived with him in the summer out with the Roaches in Eau Claire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was awesome. You guys did some fishing together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got some fishing done, you know. Most of it was baseball. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you played that summer ball. You know how it is. Oh, man, it's a grind. How, how does how does summer ball compare to, like, the minor leagues? Mm -hmm. So that's a great question. Um, I remember Moggs vividly telling me uh, part of the reason why we want you to do summer ball is, you know, we think you got potential to get drafted, and this is kind of like uh, – you know, a setup to the minor leagues. And it's very similar. You play almost every day. Bussing everywhere. Bussing everywhere, unless you're in AAA. There's places you fly. But you're bussing everywhere, grinding in grimy hotels. Um, you know, Cockroaches. Yeah, you know, how, you know how it is. Oh, yeah, it's just like it. But, you know, you got 162 games. Yeah. Or 142 games, I'm sorry. In the, yeah, in the, in the minor leagues, 142 leagues. games. So yeah, it's it's a little different, but yeah, it's definitely it gets you ready for sure because it, it's a grind, no question, and that's what the minor leagues are. And what summer ball was, seventy two games. Seventy yeah, seventy two, seventy 
four if you make the playoffs, 75. And you get, like, two off days. And yeah, then some days you have double headers. It's brutal. Yeah, it's tough. Two it, or three. It, it, I, I remember tough. we played, like, 72 games in, like, 75 days, and it was, like, oh, my You're like, gosh. holy crap. I remember Mox telling me I was going out to Eau Claire, and I was like, what? I'm like, I might... It's summer. I just pitched I'm like, 60 I just, innings. Yeah, this what year. do you mean? I had 68 <laughs> innings, and I'm like, it's the summer, Mog. What do you mean I'm going to play baseball? Like, I want to go to the lake. I want to go hang out with friends. Like, no. But I ended up doing it. But it was good. Great. It got my name out there for sure. And uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything different. Yeah, and you played with some good players. Oh, uh, you Varsho's Var in the big leagues. Oh, yeah. We, we, yeah there's, uh, uh, there was. Uh, Did you play with Vavra? He's from, he's from that he area. He played at Duluth. Yep. yep, he's from that area. I actually went out and threw to him in Varsho out in Eau Claire and w- with Roach last year. Oh, nice. Um, so I saw all those guys. But, yeah, there two of those guys, Barbara and Varsho, all in the big leagues. And yeah. We had a lot of – we had a really good team. Um, a lot of guys are in pro ball currently that were on that team, uh, a couple in the big leagues. And, yeah, it was – we were stacked. Didn't win it, but we were stacked. I feel like, do you feel like the window of opportunity has widened since they shortened the rosters, like, to make it to the bigs? Like, do you think more people, I don't know, do you think it's like a... What do you mean, like, the roster, you're talking about when they since cut they shortened, teams? Yeah, since they cut teams. Yeah, like, so I actually I actually noticed that, like, a, a one, lot of One, it's obviously are, harder to mm-hmm, make it to the mm-hmm, bigs, but... Mm-hmm. So, yeah, well, before that, there was, for us, we had the GCL... Bluefield, Vancouver. Those were three uh, rookie ball teams. And then we had low A in Lansing, high A in Dunedin, double A, triple A. So that's seven minor league teams that we had. So many teams. And so, like, for guys, let's say you get drafted out of high school, they want you to go through all seven of those. Like, unless you're an absolute GOAT, you're not going to go, especially in high school, you're not going to go from rookie ball to double A to triple A to big leagues in two, three years. Like unless this is unless Harper, Harper Trout. Trout, like that's but those are the outliers, right? So yeah, it, it does make it harder now. And like or I think it makes it easier now because I, I think I've been seeing guys getting drafted and all of a sudden in, in a year or even in a half a year or a year and a half, they're in double A. And you're like, you just got drafted. Like when I got drafted I was itching to make Vancouver, which was rookie ball. And then right. the next year, like, doing everything I can to make low A. Now low A is, like, one of the lowest rookie ball teams we have. So now, now, like, you'd be disappointed. If yeah, you're like, oh. Well, yeah, and you might rehab down there. I will, right? I will. So when I get back, I'll probably end up throwing in low A, um, maybe a little bit, depending on how the scheduling works out and how my rehab goes and everything. But, yeah, it's just crazy. Like, you see guys get drafted, and they're in double A, triple A in two years, and you're like, dude, I've been here for six years, and I'm in double A. Like, i seen guys go from low a high it's 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 just crazy so it makes you appreciate a little more but um it makes you hungry too because you're like dude guys are getting up here quick like i gotta do something to get out of here like how do i i know they're not taking my spot you're seeing guys just come and go oh it's crazy yeah but i mean it was also crazy too like during that covid year 2020 when they did cut those teams that was 50 guys that got cut 50 guys from the blue jays got cut and were they just coaches just calling them into their office, or were they just like? Oh, this was in the you were at home during COVID. You're, home. you're in a call. Some guys just got an email. Yeah, Send you an email. Hey, sorry, we're gonna. Hey, sorry, we're release gonna release you. Way. Yeah, it, it was unbelievable. So like, you know, making it through that that was that was awesome. Like, yeah, it's crazy, dude. It's wild now. But they're they're gonna keep 
some of the guys that they invested in and mm-hmm. like they invested a little bit of money into you mm-hmm. so it's like they're gonna they're gonna keep giving you a shot and you're a left-handed pitcher yeah and you're like i mean not to boost your bubble or anything or to hype you up too much but you're you're kind of a freak athlete thanks mitch they like can't if, see this in the in the mic but i'm smiling really, really big right now <laughs> like if you didn't do it in baseball i feel like if you didn't play college baseball you would have played college something else and you probably would have been continued to play sports somewhere somehow yeah, i appreciate, just, I appreciate like, that but yeah i mean dude sports have literally been my whole life like growing up backyard football backyard baseball backyard basketball or across the street basketball we were playing right. rollerblade hockey like it was perfect we had a group of like six seven guys all in my neighbor or not in my neighborhood but within biking range all in the same age and we would play all the time so that's just kind of this is my passion that's what i do and i i enjoy sports like coaching basketball in my off season i love doing it it's great One, coaching it, is so fun it's so fun it keeps me in shape but it, also i i enjoy the the coaching aspect versus the player aspect like you know i've never been on the the different uh, spectrum i've always been the player and now it's fun to, you know, see those guys react to me or listen to me and just, you know, I'm kind of the player's coach. You know, I keep it call, I keep it calm and keep it cool and keep it loose. But when I'm serious, they know they know when it's go time. So. <laughs> do you uh, do you give baseball lessons or anything? I don't. You, you should. Know, I, I should. I, I really should. You can make a pretty penny. They do. A lot of guys charge. They they charge decent money for it. And Dude, and like the experience that you have mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Few and far between. I. I've thought about doing it for sure. Um, I don't know. It's just a part of me. I think in the past I haven't done it because, you know, my job is baseball and all I do is baseball. I train baseball. Yeah. You know, I'm training lifting to go do baseball. Like all I and then for six months it's baseball twenty four seven. So sometimes you get a little worn out, but you know the experience that I have in my life and the people that I've you know learned from, I feel like I I could definitely help kids out and. It's something I definitely uh, I'm looking forward to doing. Um, I'll probably yeah in the near future. Yeah, once Riggs point. gets once Riggs gets of age, I'm gonna I'll take him under my wing. I told you he's throwing with his left hand. I know. So is my nephew, and they're really? close to the, getting close to the same age. So you got you got you got a little coaching to do. You got two prospects already. We got to get Mogs on the horn. Be yeah. like, hey, we got two ma- future <laughs> Mavericks ready to roll. Lefties. <laughs> Commitment. One two two years old. <laughs> I want a full ride right now, Mogs. <laughs> Lewis Moggers is pretty big. He's just, he's over at Mankato now. Dude, he's huge. You yeah. remember when the, him and Dub were just hitting ground balls so to each other, weird. and we were practicing, and they were just little shits. Oh my gosh. Lewis would he towers over me now. Like I t- I talk to him, and like I'm like, hey Lou, how you doing? You know, I gotta lower my voice a little bit because he's so big, and just try to look superior over him. But he's he's do, a beast. Do you go and throw with the maps? I haven't bit? yet. No. I haven't. Done. Well, I guess I now passed. that yeah, you haven't at the passed. dome, that new dome. Have you been in that new dome? No, I haven't. Dude, it's incredible. Oh, I bet. Like you drive by these domes, like Augsburg's dome or St. Peter has a dome for Gustavus, and like they're nice. But this Mankato one, it's. I swear to God, you could play a full game in there. It is huge. You could play two football games in there. It's just like the ceilings are higher than a normal higher, dome, and it's long. Like if you get, if you, I don't think me and John were chucking in there. Like we were chucking it, John and you can Ludwig, Ludwig and uh, you cannot throw the ball from one end to the other. You can't hit the wall to wall. It's that far. I bet it echoes oh, really dude, loud. So echoes. you probably feel like you're throwing a million miles an hour. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, what was it? You're like 86. Like, Shit. Ah, man. <laughs> bad day. Bad day. I'm only that. at 80. <laughs> percent <laughs> You're grunting. Yeah. That's not coming out of your nose. 80. <laughs> percent 
When were you pl- when were you playing catch there with Ludwig? What was that? That would have been Ludwig went to the Red Hawks. Yep, that would have been before he obviously left college and was still there. Um, I don't even remember when that was. he was there for so long too. Shit, I don't remember. But yeah, it was when he was uh, at Mankato's his last year. I did a lot of throwing there. So, so you're 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 and now you're training at ETS, which yep. is like Adam Thielen's kind of a spokesperson for that. Correct. He, he's a he's actually a part owner what's like the deal with that is that like what kind of workouts are you doing is it like They're a different crazy. type of workout so it's not like you know like you're you'd look on tiktok or instagram and you're seeing like this crossfit stuff like these crazy workouts like they're your normal workouts like i'm doing you know squats eccentric squats i'm doing deadlifts i'm doing dumbbell benching i'm doing you know all that good stuff but um what's what's fun about it is um they do a lot more it, it keeps me athletic like the okay. stuff they do, so you're doing like me, jumping stuff. I'm doing jumping stuff. I'm doing change. Yes, agility, linear speed, lateral speed. Like I'm keeping myself. I think the biggest thing um, to be not, not the biggest thing, but one of the things to help you be successful as you get older and, um, and and as you go on in your career is to stay athletic. I think that helps with preventing injuries, but it also keeps you at the top of your game. Like if you can just be athletic, like that's going to help you a ton. And and ATS does that. Like. I've never felt in better shape the last like three years. Like I feel phenomenal. Like I feel like I roll into spring training every year at tip top shape, you know, top top tier in the whole whole organization. And I definitely would credit it to ETS for sure. But wow. the workouts are awesome. Like I love it. Like I'm I die every time I go in there. But you know what? It's good. It's good. <coughs> um, they're actually sponsored by Unreal. Oh yeah, it's lovely. Well, so like I said, Adam Adam's co- uh, part part owner. Who is uh, spokes? Or he's also signed by Unreal. Yes, correct. He just yes. he recently just signed Unreal. They, a lot, well, a lot of free ads today. Weren't, weren't Unreal? Weren't those guys uh, right across from the door yeah. from the loft yeah. from you guys? Yeah, he actually he's names? the one that brought me to the first wild game. Oh no, this kid, year. Michael. Michael, that's Michael, right. Yeah, he gave me the sweatshirt. That's awesome. Sweet. Yeah. So I remember it was. I'll like, tell you exactly what sweatshirt it was too. The miracle sweatshirt. What about what do you mean the miracle sweatshirt? What are you talking about? The first Unreal sweatshirt I ever saw was the miracle one that you had on. It was either you or PD had the miracle sweatshirt. Is it the USA the hockey camo? Oh, USA hockey like light blue. It was either that or the wild one, but I swear to God it was USA hockey because I was like, that is the sickest sweatshirt I've ever seen. You're like, yeah, dude, my these, these guys right across from uh, from the lofts, they're they're doing this Unreal thing, and I'm like, yeah, Michael, and all of a sudden now they're just out everywhere. Like, it's awesome. They're everywhere. He's killing it. He's yeah. actually, he's going to come on the Bauer Hour at some point this season. Should be a good guest. Yeah. It'll be a very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he if he maybe wants to do a little deal, shout out my name, you know. Yeah, for real, though. Just do, do a boy a favor. Just get it on. For ads, everyone can go to unreal.com. Unreal.com. <laughs> uh, do you have any sponsors? Backslash Bauer Hour. No, yeah, kidding. actually. I need to get some merch or something. Yeah, we, we do. Got I'm spending all this money on these mics and the computer and everything. Got to so pay gotta, for these, yeah, right? I got to pay for them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, do you have any sponsors? No, no, no. sponsors. Who's your? Who, do you have an agent? I have an agent, Matthew Gaeta. He's What's out of New York. He's not getting you sponsorships. Ah, not a big, big enough name yet. We'll get there. Um, yeah, I mean, just, you could find local sponsorships. You're, you're probably right. I Minnesota. Probably, probably, like well, he's not was, from Minnesota, okay. so it, that makes it a little tougher. Okay. Uh, yeah, name's Matthew Gata out of New York, but um, I, I, I mean, I guess I've really, so I really haven't done any venturing for sponsorships. To be honest with you, I haven't done a whole lot of marketing for myself. So I guess maybe if I did a little more, 
Well, maybe here's a little marketing thing yeah. for you. If anyone uh, local businesses looking to sponsor a or a nationwide, grind, nationwide, if this makes it out to you know Florida, Texas, wherever <laughs> we are, uh, you're looking to sponsor a grinding minor league player. Uh, here it is. Soon, may, well, you know, cross our fingers, cross knock fingers. on some wood, yep, but yep, yep. you know, at some point, hopefully, in the in the big leagues. Yes. Well, what would you, you say your confidence level is like going into this season? Uh, extremely confident. Extremely confident. Because yeah, you were extremely confident last year, too, and obviously unfortunate circumstances. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. do you feel better? You feel just the same? You know, I feel I feel just uh, – I might feel a little more confident, to be honest with you. So I went into last year, uh, the year when I went to, uh, to New Hampshire to double A. So that, that spring training I went in was, you know, trying to prove something. Um, I took the time to invest in myself, go to driveline, um, in Seattle, Washington, I uh, went there for three weeks. You know, learned a lot about myself and my mechanics. Um, that was it was a great thing for me. Like it, it did a lot. Came back, found a pitching coach. His name's Kevin Walsh. Um, he's actually an NSIC guy. He was drafted by the Phillies back in the day. Um, he played summer ball with Rosick actually in uh, Alexandria. Wait, was it Alex? Right? Alec. Yeah. Well, or St. Cloud. I think Rosick it was. I think it was Alec. Okay. But anyways, he. Uh, um, was a pitching coach with uh, he was an interim head coach at Mary when their coach got fired and we played against us So he was coaching against us when we played him at Minnetonka um, Then he was with Concordia and he was with Concordia and then he got a job with the Brewers um, But anyways, he uh, after after they cut those teams, you know the minor league teams He ended up not um, going back with the Brewers been working with him for two years um, but I kind of carried on what I learned from the driveline with him did a lot of stuff, great stuff in the offseason, did a lot of hard work, came into spring training with something to prove. Um, I actually got put on, so in spring training, how it goes, um, they break you up into teams, and the teams are broke up into the minor league affiliates. So you got the Buffalo crew for AAA, and then you got AA crew, New Hampshire, uh, and so on. And I got put on in the high A crew that year, and I was like, high A crew? I kind of I took offense to that. I was like, you know, I was sending you video all offseason. I was done, you know, I'm starting to throw harder, like, one of the things you wanted me to do was, was throw harder. So I was like, all right, well, this kind of pisses me off. So anyways, week goes on, and I had my player meeting with the uh, player development guy, head of player development. He's the guy, he's the honcho, he's Hefe, um, and then the pitching coordinator. We had a meeting. Um, they said, you know, you're fighting for a spot in high A, and this and that, and this and that, and never mentioned anything about double A. And I was like, whoa. Uh, after they said their thing, they're like, any questions? And I was like, yeah, what the hell do I got to do to go to double A? They kind of looked at me funny, and they're like, "Well, you know, we wanted some velo, and you know, you you come in with some extra velo, so that's good. We we love to see that." And they're, I feel like they were giving me some BS excuses, like, "Well, we want to see some changeup development. We want to see you throw a good changeup." And I was like, "Whatever, done." So week goes on. Uh, we have an inner squad scrimmage, and it is the single A versus the double A. So high A versus double A. I go in, um, and I had I'm scheduled for two innings. And I go in, and uh, I'm facing the double A guys, and which I feel like I deserved to be on that team, but I wasn't. So I go out, and uh, first three guys, I strike them all out, all on changeups. Um, come out uh, the next inning, first guy, three pitches, strike them out on a changeup. And I'm sitting 95 and a half. Oh, what? Ended up getting through the inning, doing really well. Um, I ended up getting off the field, and before I could even sit down, I grabbed my water, and I, before I could sit down, the coordinator comes up. He's like, Brody, get over here. And 
He's like, Where, where's your stuff at? And I was like, oh, it's in the bullpen. He's like, oh, let's go get it. And he's like, I'll walk with you. He's like, hey, man. He's like, you know, we talked about, you know, fastball. We talked about, you know, developing that changeup. And he goes, man, that was incredible. And he goes, um, you know, we're going to reward you because we feel like you came in the most prepared and you worked the hardest. So we're going to move you to the alt site. And the alt site is during the COVID year, that was basically the reserve guys for the major leagues. And I was like, holy shit. So, like, I, I got that opportunity, ended up getting to go pitch in the alt site for a game against the Marlins. Um, had a good year uh, through, you know, the hardest I'd ever thrown. Um, and then ended up having time. Went to the fall league, and, and I had a lot of strikeouts in the fall league. Um, so just all of that, you know, built up some confidence. Um, I heard a couple of things from from people. Um, actually, I saw Tuffy at uh, Cody Elfer's wedding. So I talked to him, and he, he was saying there was a cross-checker saying that, uh, you know, Brody probably would have got his chance if he didn't get hurt. So hearing that sucks, but at the same time, it motivates me. And, and, it, and it makes me feel like I'm very close, and, and I got a shot. So, I mean, I'm coming in this next year super motivated, um, you know, head, head on right and, and just ready to go. Like, that's my only goal is to come back and make the major leagues, and I know I'm going to next year. Hell yes. That fires me up. Yeah. Appreciate that, dude. <laughs> How much do you think driveline, like, helped? Well, you know, not so much. It helped. Oh, it helped out. Like, I, I hear stories about, I mean, everyone's talking about weighted balls now. Yeah. So, you know, it's very, it's very good done right. You can obviously hurt yourself with them, no question. If you just go out and you're looking at videos, you're like, oh, these guys are throwing these balls hard. Like, I'm going to do the same thing. You can get yourself hurt not doing the right things. But driveline helped me out a ton. Um, I went in there. And they had, I did this thing called mocap. It's called motion caption. They put about 40 sensors on you on throughout your whole body. You throw in just your spandex. And um, it's a full-out, max-out bullpen for about 20 pitches. And basically what it does is it those sensors sense your deficiencies in your um, delivery and in your mechanics. So once I figured that out, I, I noticed I had a little uh, separation issue, my hip-to-shoulder separation. So what you want to do is you want to have your trunk delayed with your hips. You want to have your bottom half firing while your top half is still delayed and you get that little slingshot, right? Mm -hmm. So what I was doing was my torso and my hips were going at the same time, eliminating that power and that slingshot. So is that because you cross over so much? Not so much. It kind of helps me to do that a little bit to stay, to stay, to keep my torso back actually. Um, but, but what helped was those weighted balls doing certain drills so that you can kind of feel cues in your mechanics like for me i would do i would do a certain drill where i could feel my hips flying and my shoulders and the torso up staying uh neutral and then i would get that slingshot so just doing certain ball drills um certain throwing motion certain throwing things doing them the right way helped me get a more efficient uh, wind up and more efficient mechanics and it, it just helped me out a ton it wouldn't I wouldn't say I was like night and day stronger than I was before when I was throwing you know like 90 91 it was learning how to be more efficient with my mechanics um, and just picking up a little you know a couple other pointers so I mean driveline helped me out a ton for what, sure what year did you go out to the driveline 2020 2020 COVID and then year. you tore and then you tore your UCL last year yep 2022 Think, so two years. You, you think there's anything? Definitely, there? definitely. I mean, regardless, Dr. Meister said, you know, with such velocity, you're throwing 95, 98 miles an hour. Your elbow's gonna. That's a lot of 
That's a lot of pressure, wear and tear yeah. on that. The only thing holding you know your elbow together is your UCL. Yeah. That's the only thing. So you know, there's a it's a it's violent throwing motion is violent. So you know, and he said you get you get up throwing that hard, and I, I bumped up quite a bit of velocity. It it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that uh, that 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 was going to happen. My my, my dad, I, I'll tell you a quick story. My dad actually tells me, um, he goes, you know, when you got drafted, I was I was expecting two calls, and he goes, you know, the first f- for you to get called up to the big leagues, and he goes. I was kind of expecting a call like this for you to get hurt. And he goes, you know, there's so many pitchers nowadays, Mitch, that even in the major leagues that have had Tommy John, oh, have gone has. through it, gone through has. it. So, yeah, it's kind of a, it's obviously very unfortunate, and I never want it to happen, and I hope no one ever has it happen. But it's kind of part of it now, and uh, it's almost yeah, like you said, it's almost something you have to go through. It is. There's guys, Dr. Meister, when I was in Dallas, there's high school kids and junior college kids that don't have a torn UCL that are just getting it that are getting Tommy John done because you come back so much stronger from it and just like as a preventative thing yeah it's crazy I couldn't believe it that's wild yeah like Jacob deGrom I mean best Mm -hmm. pitcher in the MLB he came back and he was still 100 to 102 with with crazy pinpoint accuracy and a 93 mile an hour slider he's on another level hitting's hard yeah yeah hitting is really hard that's why you only succeed 30% of the time and you're a stud. And you're in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Gosh, <laughs> dang. You ever had any run-ins with, uh, uh, like, Flatty Jr. or uh, Bo um, Is it Bo Bichette? Yeah, it's Bo Bichette. Bo yep, Bichette. Yep. Those um, are guys that are, like, young gunners. that are, They're probably right around your age, right? Yeah, they're very close. Yeah. So, well, I never did get to play with any of those guys on any teams. Um, I, was prob- I was about two years to a year away from them. Because um, they were both drafted out of, out of high school and very young, so they started their minor league career young, but were both very good, so excelled quickly. But both those guys too, they went rookie ball to the next rookie ball team, and so on. So, but no, I, I see them. The new complex we have, it's it's spectacular. It's spectacular. It Where is, is that in Florida? Yeah, it's uh, Dunedin, Florida, right by Clearwater. Okay. Um, so it's it's beautiful. So we got the big league guys in there, the minor league guys in there. So you'll see them like when you're rolling out, getting warmed up. You'll see them, you you know, shoot the shit, say hey, what's up. And actually, George Springer's a really nice guy. I got to I saw him a couple times and just be asked a little bit, and he's a real cool guy. But yeah, it's you know you see all those guys. Um, they're doing their thing. They're getting warm. You know, they're they're either getting ready for a game or practice, whatever it is. But most of those guys are very cool, and they'll talk to you, and they won't big league you. So. Okay. Cool. What about like the the team aspect of it? Like, is it like is it does it feel like you're on a team, or is it kind of like everyone's kind of there for themselves? No, for sure. I think I think you are more of a team than not. Um, like you're with those guys for 142 games. Right. Obviously, like you know, there's guys that get moved up and get moved down and get cut. Like it's part of the business. Like everyone knows that. But you're definitely a team. You're grinding every day with those guys, you know, 10 hours a day at the field every day except for one. So they become your brothers. Like, yeah, it, you're a team for sure. Um, like, you're there for each other. You support each other. Like, I know for the bullpen, like, we're – the bullpen is such a tidy group. Like, we are so close always. together. Always. Always. Like, you know how it is. Like, yeah. we're so close. And, you know, if someone, if someone you know, doesn't do very good on the mound, like, before we go out, they're like, hey, man, I'm going to pick you up. I got you. Like, we're always there for each other. Like we're not. Oh, he's going in. Like why am I not going in? We never have any of that. Right. So it, it's it's a pretty tight knit crew. 
Um, and it, it does feel like a team. Like you're battling. Like you get to play for a chance. Playing in the I only got to do it one time and ended up winning the whole thing my first year in Vancouver. Playing playoff baseball, even though it's that minor league stuff, like it is fun. Oh, it I is bet. so fun. It's, you get I to mean, win that you you pop champagne after you win the whole thing. Like it's incredible. On the so, field, everyone's spraying yeah, each other, I'm yeah, sure. Especially and I haven't done it at the the bigger, you know, the higher up uh, leagues, but just from what I hear from experience, because the Blue Jays have made it in AAA and AA, and they've they've made it quite a bit. We have a pretty good farm system. It's just a, it's a wild ride. It's fun. So yeah, I mean, and it only gets better when you get up higher, AA, AAA. Like the, the celebrations get better, the the travel gets better, the pay gets better. You know, your everything gets better. Meals so, get better. Oh shit! You got big leaguers coming in. You know. They'll bring in Ruth Chris steak for you because they're on a rehab stint for two weeks and you won't eat any of that shitty food for two weeks. You're eating straight steak and seafood and it's awesome. I haven't done it, just from stories. And MLB money is nothing to joke. I mean, MLB money is big money. That's big money. Minor league, I think the minimum is like 940K, 900K. In the bigs? In the bigs. And you get paid like, uh, so if you go up for one game, You'll get like a check for however much mm-hmm. the minimum is, or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, forty five hundred a day. That's wild. Yeah, you go you play just a go game, out, and you get forty five hundred. You go and pitch. You yeah. don't have to pitch. You're you don't there. have to pitch. You can show up, get your work done, work out, cheer your team on, slap hands at the end of the game, and you just made forty five hundred bucks. Hmm. And you go. For, it's like eating. It's crazy. The minor leagues, you make zero money, like hard to live off money. And then you go you go from eating ramen noodle to eating freaking filet mignon. It's crazy. That is so wild how big of a and gap pro- there yeah. is. And you're a professional athlete. You don't, it's, yeah. Like how much are you actually getting paid in the minor leagues? Like you the get, bottom of the barrel to the top of the barrel. Like what's the, what's the slot? You don't need to say what you're at, but like. Yeah, no, uh, the bottom of the barrel, gosh, I want to say. So we get paid every two weeks. Um, there's some guys that are making every two weeks right around seven hundred forty dollars. Every two weeks, so you're getting right around you're getting right around fourteen hundred dollars a month. But Is that after taxes or before? After taxes. After so taxes. you get it taken out, depending on where you're living at and whatnot. Um, and then you're only getting paid five months out of the year too, only in your season. You don't get paid in spring training. So fourteen hundred times five. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit more. Wow, he's got the tail whapping here. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> but yeah, so. Uh, and then like AAA, making maybe a little over two grand every month. But that's that that's so the for the minor league deal. But you're so saying you, the you, swing like from the bottom to oh, the top is only six seven hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, it's not much. So like, it's not. That's nuts. So like, for instance, like, let's say you didn't have a signing bonus that was a lot, and you know you didn't have a family that could help you out for, for, to pay for stuff and. You know, you have a family at home, like you got a wife or you got a kid, but you are only making ten thousand dollars in five months. How are you supposed to? How are you expected to not only one perfect your craft at baseball and be a professional athlete and try to make the major leagues, but two, how are you supposed to live and provide for your family at home? Like you're getting paid five months out of the year, and you're supposed to. What are you supposed to do for the other seven months? You're going to drive Uber. Guys are going to drive. Like, that's what you see at the Randy Dobnik, the Uber, the mustache, like the Uber driver. Right. Like, that's legitimate things. Guys are working full-time jobs at home outside of expected to be at the top 1% of athletes in baseball. Like, it's absurd to me. You're a professional athlete and you're getting paid below the minimum wage, like poverty line. Like, a person that works at McDonald's, you could literally go make way more money than us. 
but we're a professional athlete. And then you're expected to train at these high-level facilities that obviously, I don't know if they They charge. They charge, right? They charge, yeah. What are you supposed to, I mean, depending on where you go, um, depending on, you know, the stature that you have, but like, yeah, you're supposed to pay for these services. They're not free. Like, I I spent my own money to go out to driveline. Blue Jays didn't pay for that. Like, that's my own money, right? But I also don't make much money in the minor leagues. So like, if you don't have a big signing bonus, you don't have people helping you out, man. Like you're you're grinding so all you go, year round. You go top ten and you sign for five million, and then you go to the minor leagues and you're only making two thousand bucks. Yeah, you're every like, month. what is this? What is this? Yeah, it's crazy. So you're, and it might take five years, to get five to the big seven leagues. years to get to the big leagues. So you gotta, I mean, living off of, you know, if you sign if you're top ten and sure, you get five sure. million, two to five million, you can live off that. No you can live off that, but easy. You can also spend that really quick, and especially if mm-hmm. you're someone who doesn't who's never had experience with money with money you could blow that you get five million you're like man i you're can buy whatever 18 i want old. a truck i want a car i'm gonna go get a house, house. Like, like i'm gonna go buy my dad a car you snap my your fingers that money's gone and then you're like holy shit where'd that money go i'm only making two thousand dollars for f- and now i can't afford my car <laughs> i can't afford a, my house gotta go get a Honda. yeah yeah it's just wild it's 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 crazy but uh yeah, I mean, now I'm, we're hopefully getting close here, so smelling the roses a little bit. Um, and when do you head back? I'm actually leaving this Sunday. Um, oh, my I, gosh. I've been back for, since the hurricane, you remember the hurricane that hit down in Florida? Yeah. They sent us back to evacuate, um, and they gave me some time to help Dad harvest, and then they shut our complex down for, uh, like, a week and a half. So regardless, they're just like, I hey, just stay home for, like, three weeks. So I've been home for almost a month, and I go back Sunday. Um, basically for the whole off season, other than Christmas, Thanksgiving, we're going to grind it out. Dude, nice. Well, thanks for making the time. Ooh. Even though you're only here for a month, that's awesome. Dude, I needed to. I remember you texting me months ago getting on this, and I'm glad. I mean, I months needed to get on the power hour. It was, dude, we were talking about it right before you tore your UCL. I think, I think we were. Because I remember texting you before that mm-hmm. and I being like, like, hey, good luck today at practice. And then you texted me after, and you're like, faced three big leaguers struck them all out i remember and i was that. like dude that's unbelievable i remember that oh my gosh yes we were talking because i was going to do it yeah and then you're like hey man you're like you're, you're like what do you what are your thoughts are coming on i was like hey ended up finding out i'm i i'm gonna need tommy john like i and then i was just like, and then i'm not gonna like jump in yeah, and like, be like hey, hey dude i still on, need john still <laughs> like, come on dude <laughs> you got that feel yeah yeah i appreciate I, yeah and i no. appreciate you being patient with me but yeah Dude, that was just what a whirlwind of emotions right away when I found that out. So, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. I remember, and then I think Ludwig and I called you. Ludwig came yep, over for lunch I remember one day. That. Yeah, that was nuts. Dude. But you know what? You're gonna come back stronger than ever. And I, I think there's a lot of believers in Brody Rodney, uh, the small man. town kid, man. Well, I appreciate you got a you that. got a cool story, dude. Appreciate that. I mean, I'm I'm very grateful for all the support that I get. No question. I mean, and from everybody, you know, college friends, high school friends just everyone that's been along the way you know it's it's all you know you guys are awesome so that's and great you, you got you obviously got your angel up top looking yeah, after you every amen. day yeah for sure yeah, we always got to give tiff a shout out man there we She's, go she was Appreciate such a that. she was such a blessing to Thank you, have around the baseball team and everything Thank and that you. game that you pitched against umd man I'm like i still think about that and i'm actually i have shivers right now <laughs> thinking about I'm, it i'm getting goosebumps dude it was literally the craziest game i don't think i'll ever be a part of anything like that and I think that's, you know, something I'll, I'll hold on to forever. Like, 
Just a crazy, crazy experience. It was angels in the outfield. Literally. Like, I remember Moffat, and we were joking about this. Uh, we joked about this at uh, the MAV tournament a couple weeks ago. There was a guy on third with one out, and I remember throwing a slider that Moff missed, and it hit the umpire's shin, and it kept the ball right there to keep it a zero game, and I struck the next two guys out, and I was like, I'm like, that was mom keeping that ball right there. But what a, it just an incredible game. Like, everybody that was a part of that, like, it's just, like I said, nothing will ever be like that. And I've, I feel like I've played in a lot of cool events, cool situations. It's just nothing like it. I mean. That was the coolest sporting event I've ever been a part of. It was awesome. Like, I think everyone in the crowd was crying. Like, the other team, like, everyone on our team. Once moms, they figured like, it out. Yeah. Dude, all the emotions after that, like, dude, it just poured out of everyone. Like, I mean, I still think, I was thinking about this, actually, a couple weeks ago. Um, I watched the the WCCO story that they did. Um, Mike Max was there with the cameras, and I, I remember watching that uh, a couple weeks ago and just, you know, reliving that. Yeah, just unbelievable. I just remember, you know, couple of nights before you know like she was telling me like you know i want regardless of what happens like I, I want you to go play i want you to pitch she she knew how important the season was for me and how close she was doing all my damn questionnaires for me from every mlb team that would send me the questionnaire because they're so long so she knew you know i had a shot and how important the season was to keep keep going and but yeah she she ended up passing that night and the next day like i was just a zombie like just i remember showing up to the locker room like I just grabbed my stuff and we got on the bus. Like I didn't say a word. I just sat on the bus. But once the game time did came you, in, I thought you got a ride to the game. No. Nope. Oh yeah, you're, you're right. Bus. I did. I did. I you did drove get yourself a ride to, the, to game. the game, right? But I I was in Mankato. I remember coming to Mankato, seeing everybody in the locker room because I had to come get all my stuff. I, maybe I, no. I did ride the bus there and I got a ride back. Yeah. I, I did oh, ride did the bus you? there. Okay. Yep. Okay. And I just remember like once game time came, like I was locked. Like I don't even know how to like. I can't even describe it like I was locked like nothing was getting in the way like obviously what a traumatic you know event but like I wasn't even thinking about it all I wanted to do was go out there and shove and after the game got done like duh, it was it was incredible obviously emotions and you kept coming back to the bench just give me one it's one just, just one. give me one just give me one and, and we won one zero was, I remember coming back I never I remember I didn't say it until that sixth inning it was only a seven inning game but I remember that sixth inning we were the bottom team we were the home team and I was just like dude because we we had opportunities that whole game to score we just couldn't put it together we were so close I'm like boys just just give me one like I'm I'm not gonna give up a run like give me one Sure enough, Luke shot out. Luke, Luke Waldeck, I scored it. Yeah. Or no, Dylan scored, right? Dylan scored. Luke got the, Luke got base, the, hit got the base hit to the right. Shout out Luke right, Waldeck. Right side. It was he's a little gonna, chopper. He's going to love right? that. Yeah. What a great shot to the right field line. Yeah. Scored Dylan and, yeah, got her done. But it was, I mean, incredible moment, like I said. And so special that, you know, a lot of my friends were there for me and everyone was picking me up and it was awesome. So, incredible. Yeah, that was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, I, I like I said. I think we all we're all hoping the best for you. And thanks, Mitch. You know, you got a you got a team on your back, and you got a family back in Minnesota rooting you on. Yeah, it's always good to have, man. And you know, when the Toronto comes to 
Target Field, you're gonna have a lot of people there. <laughs> That's gonna be. It's gonna oh, be the whole city of Baylor. Or what? <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of pressure, but no, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, no well, question. I appreciate you coming on, man. That Thanks was that was me, awesome. Man. You got anything else before before we close it down here? We're right around an hour, <sighs> so we can. If you if you got any other stories or you got any tips or tricks that you want to shout out, or anyone you want to give a shout out to, shout out. Uh, no one probably knows who he is, but shout out Dr. Josh Sandell. He's the guy I've been doing some uh, physical therapist ther- therapy with. Um, he's the goat. He's uh, the wizard doctor, I call him. But, uh, yeah, he's he's been helping me along the way, and uh, shout out him. Nice. All right. Well, do- shout out Dr. Sandell, and shout out all the Mavs that we played with you know, yes. throughout our career. Because we, we played, what, three or four years together? Three years together. Three. I came in as a freshman, and you were there already. And then we left the same year. That, that I played. was last year. He was yeah. your senior, and I ended up getting drafted. So. Yeah. Yeah, we, we so your whole career that. I was there, yeah. Yeah, I got to see all of Mitch Bauer. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, I don't know. That was probably quite the sight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he was quite the man back in the day. Yeah, they called right. him Mitch Mankato because everybody knew who he was. All right, I think we're going to end up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Brody. Best of luck this year. Appreciate it, man.
can bet I move it over a little farther down the line. Far from some prison, that's where I don't want to stay. And I'd let that lonesome whistle blow my blues away. Woohoo!